Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. This is the podcast based on the fundamentals of success for the 21st century. My name is Jordan Lane Miller and I'm excited to be here with you sharing my experiences, insights, successes, and struggles. I'm also beyond excited to bring you amazing interviews with people who are already excelling in these fundamentals in their own right. Now if you're asking what these fundamentals are, they're the eight fundamentals for success uh, in the 21st century. Those fundamentals being emotional intelligence, communication, self-management, health, finances, leadership, entrepreneurship, and goal setting. And the primary format of the podcast will be uh, interviews with people, experts, uh, people really doing a lot of work in these with one or more of these fundamentals. But every once in a while, I'd like to jump on and just uh, do a solo episode sharing some of my um, insights and struggles mainly. Uh, maybe a few successes, but really a way that I can share um, the experiences that I'm going through uh, as I continue to work through these uh, fundamentals to master them. So on this episode, we're going to be um, discussing emotional intelligence or EQ. And uh, it is the, I would say it's the most important, along with communication. uh, Those two kind of go hand in hand. I believe those are the two most important imperative fundamentals for the 21st century. That's not to take anything away from the other ones that are on here, but until we get a grasp on those, uh, not much else is going to change. However, once we do get a grasp on those, and if you want to take it individually, once you get a grasp on those, once you master those two fundamentals, everything else goes much smoother. And so, um, you know, I'm in an... Maybe I'm naively optimistic uh, with how th- the world works and and what is possible. <clears throat> but uh, you know, I, I was thinking that uh, emotional intelligence was gaining much more popularity these days than um, perhaps it actually has. And I've had a few examples recently uh, that have maybe changed my mind to think that we have a lot more work to do just to get it out into the uh, common everyday conversation and the the awareness of um, people as they go throughout their day. And one of those is that I was talking to a friend, another uh, friend who's a guy, he's I think 31 or 32, and we were speaking about some of the work that I'm doing and he had admitted that he had not heard the term Uh, EQ or emotional intelligence until I had shared it with him about a month or two prior to that. So, um, you know, and that's actually happened a couple times here. Um, I was actually at a family gathering not too long ago and I had a few uh, relatives ask the same question. What was EQ? What was emotional intelligence? Uh, And that wasn't just males, it was males and females. So, um, I here I am thinking that that was a much more popular uh, phrase or um, fundamental, whatever you want to call it. I thought that was much more popular with the work of like Brene Brown, uh, with Daring Greatly, and some of her other books, or the work of Lewis Howes with uh, Masculine Masculinity, and um, just a lot of talk. Uh, obviously, those two are more um, popular uh, public figures these days, but. I think it's Daniel Goldman, um, if I'm correct, on who was kind of the father, the for you know, the father of EQ. 
um, terming it and labeling it and, and really doing a lot of work on it. I could be wrong on the guy's name, but I think that's who it is. So anyway, those these experiences have made me realize that I've got to do a lot more work and that we have a lot more work to do. Um, it's also the most difficult one to talk to talk about because, again, it's not taught in our school system. It's not taught when we're growing up. So I really struggled with this one, uh, even understanding what it what it meant, right, and what were the components of EQ. So it's hard to talk about something when you're when you don't fully understand it or fully grasp it or haven't mastered it. But as I I, I really work on this one intentionally every day. Now the four. Um, components of EQ that I um, am aware of are self-awareness, self-management, uh, social awareness, and relationship management. And um, <clears throat> so I think some people maybe have kind of uh, um, splintered off a little bit and done a little bit different stuff with EQ. However, I'll take that's the four. That's the kind of the model that I'm going with. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, for me, my experience with EQ and really why I want to focus on it is because I think this next generation coming up, I have a son who's four and a half and a daughter who's six, maybe six and a half. And I think it's imperative for them to understand and, and know this from a very young age. See, I was, my, my growth in personal development and um, EQ was severely uh, stunted. Uh, growing up because I played uh, youth sports all the way from uh, five years old four or five years old all the way up to through college and one common theme that I remember is that we just not show emotions especially emotions of being upset or hurt or sad and so I just had to continue to squash those and it became just I was uh, almost natural second nature that you just never show emotions. And I mean, there's a time and a place to show certain emotions, but to teach a kid who doesn't grasp that concept, that they're not allowed to show the emotion that they're feeling, does not do any good for anybody. So as a, ba as a high school basketball coach now, um, you know, I have, I'm not a perfect coach by any means. Uh, I have, um, you know, I, I, co I started coaching back when I was 24, 23, 24, 25, somewhere around there. And, you know, I was blindly ambitious, wildly ambitious on um, how I was going to coach. You know, I thought I, I was a great coach just getting into it as, you know, um, maybe a lot of uh, rookies do. Um, and I thought at each one of my players at, in the seventh and eighth grade range wanted to be as serious about basketball as I was. Wanted to take it as seriously. I, I would play four or five hours a day, and I just—that's all I did. I would miss family vacations to go to basketball camps and and tournaments and those kind of things. So it was my life, and I assumed that if someone else was going to be playing uh, competitive travel basketball, then they would want the same thing. I quickly discovered that that was not the case, and what pains me to say and admit all these years later is that. I did not create a good experience uh, for these, not every one of these kids. Now, some of the kids, they, they, you know, I connected well with them. But for some, I, I just stole that experience for them because I wasn't, I didn't have self-awareness. I didn't have relationship awareness. I wasn't aware of the surroundings and what was, what I was supposed to be doing as a coach. 
and I think I find this to be more and more prevalent in the in the youth sports in the coaching world, and it, it has me uh, severely uh, concerned, very very concerned about the direction that we're headed in with this. And so I think the conversation needs to open up um, <clears throat> and uh, really have a hard heart to heart, really face these head on. Uh, because it's not getting any better. And as an example, uh, I was in Target the other day and talking to the uh, self-checkout person working there, and he asked if my son, he knows my family, and he asked if my son uh, used to cry a lot as a a baby or as a toddler. And, um, you know, I just told him, you know, probably a normal amount. And the reason that came up is because there was a baby in the, uh, you know, two- or three-year-old crying um, in the target so he asked if my kid did and my son did and I said you know probably the normal amount nothing um, nothing unusual from what I could tell and then he kind of was hinting and and said something about or has he you know had he learned that that was not okay or that wasn't you know what he was supposed to do anymore like has he gotten over that and that really really struck me uh in a way, and I think it's because I am more um, in tune, more uh, um, in line with uh, and aware of talking about emotional intelligence and, and expressing our emotions and feelings. But it struck me to the point where this was, you know, this is what our society teaches. Once a, once a boy reaches a certain age, I don't know what age it is, apparently for this uh, in this, you know, gentleman's mind, it was, you know, four to five years old, that he would figure that, you know, that my son would discover and figure out naturally that crying wasn't okay, that it was weakness. And that has me, that again has me worried because I, I ex- expressed to him that I was 100% okay with whatever emotions my son was going to have. And I encourage him to express them all. Now, we work on how to express those. We work on how to identify those. That's part of EQ, right? The self-management part of what emotions you're feeling. But to say to a four-year-old boy or a five-year-old or even, a, it doesn't matter, boy or girl, you know, to say to a kid that they're not, that you can't express the emotion that is naturally coming to you as if they have so much life experience where they can, you know, be able to handle that is doing them a disservice and is and in, in turn is doing their entire society and the world a, a disservice because what i feel this leads to is that we we squash these emotions we bottle them up we we um you know we bury them deep but you can only bury stuff so deep before it it comes to the surface and what we're seeing is that we're these tragic events are rooted in the ability and the inability to communicate and the inability to have emotional intelligence. Now, I'm not here to get into the whole conversation about, you know, all the ins and outs. I know that that's one piece of it. I know that that's one piece of it. And I believe that's the fundamental, the underlying cause of all of it. Now, there's other things that need to change as well and we need to address. But those two things are the underlying cause. And it start, it's starting so young. It's starting so young to expect that a four-year-old boy cannot and should not cry and show his emotions. 
and show empathy and so show sympathy and so and show sensitivity and show feelings and show uh, what you know many would probably classify or label as a feminine side right the softer side that's what a real man does but we have it all mixed up and back you know and backwards in our society that only women cry that men that cry are, are, are weak and uh, that's just we've got we have to switch that narrative we have to switch that that ideology because it's doing us a lot of, a lot of harm not only is it not benefiting us it's actually doing a lot of harm so <clears throat> you know i mean i'm going to encourage my kid if he wants to cry when he's 14 or 24 or 44 that it's okay to do that and i'm going to love him 100% the same and i'm going to be there for him and if he needs me to help to work through stuff, then I will. Because that's what real strength is about. So this, this conversation about EQ definitely has to get stronger. It has to get more frequent. And we have to be willing to face the, the, um, the challenges with it, this, the uncomfortableness with talking about it. Um, You know, it's, it's just, as a coach, as a coach, I'm, you know, that's the other area I'm working with. So one of my core values is, or a couple of my core values are significance and impact. And I've come to realize that the impact I can have is not uh, teaching kids how to become competitive and teaching them how to win basketball games, right, and doing, and doing stuff in the sports world in that sense. What is my significance and impact is with teaching these fundamentals these soft skills fundamentals for the new the younger generations and so the two areas that of course are most prevalent for me are the two groups that are most prevalent for me one would be obviously my kids since i'm their primary educator with them all day every day and the other one would be uh, the basketball the teenage boys and i think with within those two if i can reach and connect with uh, those with the young, younger generation using those two avenues then we can make some serious uh, headway in this um, long long journey that we have and so what i became consciously aware of uh, early last year actually about a year ago from now um, <clears throat> was that i had to be willing and i had to figure out how i could overcome this um, this automatic response that I had that I had ingrained deep in me that crying in the sports world was not okay and so I had to work really really hard because I had some players that would do that and it was shocking to me and that the emotions were you know as a, as a 15 to 17 year old boy that they came so readily I mean they just came so freely because I just never had teammates that would do that and so I actually embraced that and encouraged them to show those emotions. Now, we quickly had to figure out ways to manage those in positive and appropriate manners on the court. So where they used to start by, it would just take them out of the game completely. Some, a bad call, something would happen. They missed a, a layup, whatever it would be, something embarrassing happened. Now, now they're mentally completely out of the game. So we had to get that down to where we could discipline their disappointments 
in the heat of the competition within, you know, just a few seconds. So it wasn't squashing them, it was learning how to uh, move in a positive direction once they had identified those. And so that's what it's about. It's not always about being happy. Uh, it, it's not. It's definitely not about that. There's, you know, this world is as wonderful as it is, as wonderful as this life is, there's still the negative side. You still have the opposites of positive and negative that we have to handle, that we have to accept. But how we move forward once we accept those is what it's about. So uh, just a few thoughts that I had on um, on emotional intelligence that I've been working with in these last couple weeks. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's only, it's only one of the f first couple times that I've talked about EQ on the podcast. But I, and I realize now that it's got to be a more, more um, predominant fundamental to talk about. Because if we don't get this one right, then it's difficult to talk about health and finances and leadership, right? Because one of the main uh, things about leadership is uh, the EQ. A leader without EQ um, really is an ineffective leader. So hopefully you gained a little bit of value from that. And if you had any uh, stories, experiences yourself, that you'd love to, you know, that you would like to share, that you'd be willing to share, then I would love to uh, connect with you on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, YouTube, and uh, just via email. <clears throat> My handles are at Jordan Lane Miller, J-O-R-D-A-N-L-A-N-E-M-I-L-L-E-R, and uh, at J Lane Miller. Uh, my email is... Uh, Eight success fundamentals at eight the number eight success fundamentals uh, at gmail.com. Um, please feel free to send me an email. Let me know that you found me via the podcast. Uh, that would really be a big help. And uh, you know, let's let's connect and continue this conversation um, because it's one that isn't going to go away, and it's one that needs to happen much sooner and much quicker uh, than it than it is right now. So. Um, if you're looking for a few things to uh, read or get started on, um, you know, the, like I said, uh, Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes, H-O-W-E-S. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Brene Brown's work. Uh, she's written, I don't know, three or four books, and I just heard she has another one coming out, uh, Daring Greatly, and, and um, just really talks about um, being a participant in the arena. And being vulnerable, being courageous, being brave, all those things that we want to do, we just don't understand what they mean. So um, if you haven't already heard about those, read those, you can find her TED Talk and you can get some of that information to get you started because it's something that we all need to do together. Hope that you gain some value and uh, have a great, have a great day. Have a great night. Until next time. Thanks.